Hey everyone, how's it going? It's Sunday evening and I was so tempted to just edit this episode sometime next week, but I couldn't wait to share this unique, amazing story with you. On this episode, I have yet again another friend of mine called Sunita. Sunita is a diagnostic radiographer who is married to Denzel Ford, a character artist in the gaming industry. The love story behind Sunita and Denzel is truly inspiring and triumphant. Today, Sunita is going to give us an insight into her struggle surrounding her relationship with Denzel and her family, her health, and of course, her little baby girl, Aria. The discussion today is quite controversial, so if that's not for you, it's probably best to tune out now. As for the rest of you, I can almost guarantee that you'll be touched with what you're about to hear. Hi, Sunita. Hey, Han. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, Jack. I'm good. It's finally nice and warm, so I'm happy. Yeah, I know the sun's come out and it's spring is just around the corner. So I'm really happy about that too. It's going to make lockdown so much easier because we've been cooped up inside the house. And I don't know about you, what have you been getting up to? <laughs> Tell me about it, hon. honestly, I cannot wait just to get out. Seriously, like, feel like I'm going crazy behind four walls. Dens <laughs> and Aria helps me so much, Jake. So, and also being a mum keeps me occupied. So yeah. it's not been too bad, but I just can't wait to get outdoors. Oh, good, good. Well, I'm just going to let everyone know how me and you met. So me and Sunita actually met at university and um, I met you um, on the day we were going to the Manchester Garba. And I was the only Muslim girl there because I really love to dance and I didn't, well, I heard about the Garba and I was like, oh my God, Dandia, like I love all this stuff. And I was a bit out of place. But when I got there, I met you and you were just this bright spark of energy like I was instantly drawn to you and I I knew that you know we, we would be good friends and we've been friends ever since but I think responsibilities kicked in the way and we lost a bit of touch but now we've got the podcast and we're back in touch and here we are finally it was meant to be it was absolutely <laughs> meant to be and I think since then a lot of a lot of events have happened in your life haven't they <laughs> tell me about it hon honestly like wouldn't change anything for the world but I'm like please just let me have a little bit of a breather now yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely so let's break this down and let's make everybody know what exactly has happened in your life in the past two years so let's start off with you and, and Denzel meeting so Denzel being your husband now. Um, so, <laughs> so let's break it down and start with the origins of where you're both from. So what, where's Denzel from? So um, Denzel is Afro-Caribbean. So mm-hmm. his dad's from Sierra Leone yeah. and um, his mom is from Sierra Leone and also Barbados. So okay. he's got a nice little cultural fusion there. Yeah. I'm Indian Bengali, so my family live on the border of India and Bangladesh. So together we create quite a big fusion, but I met Denzel, it was two and a half years ago. Um, Yeah, because I remember I'm in a big move from Huddersfield to Liverpool and I decided, you know what, I just want a fresh start, a fresh lay. And crazy enough, I met Denz a day after I said to one of my friends that I don't want a relationship. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It's funny how the universe works. (laughs) 
honestly hon like it's crazy because I honestly believe that you attract who you are so at the time I was someone who was full of so much love like I had so much love like so much self-love and I was yeah. in a good happy place and um then I met Dent who was someone that was so loving and just so caring and funny enough we both met in the lift oh okay okay yeah I'm like I was waiting for the lift and um he was stood behind me and I thought to myself oh my god like he's just seen me look around because I caught his eye before and I was like no he's just seeing me look around now and like I'm so embarrassed and I remember getting into the lift and he was he came in and he was like oh what's your name and I was like my name's Samita and he was like oh my name's Denzel he's like where are you from and I was like take a guess and he was like Leicester and I was like just because it's full of brown people like I was like just because it's full of brown people you said Leicester didn't you and he was like no like just because you've got like a southern accent I was like okay okay and um and yeah I was playing it cool and stuff and he asked me for my Instagram and from there we just got on speaking he asked me for my first date um where did you go on your first date what was your first date like took me to the art gallery oh so sweet (laughs) honestly like even when I think about it it makes me smile like yeah I couldn't believe someone just so much more kind heart than him and it sounds so cliche because people look at him and yeah he is a very handsome man yeah. Must admit. <laughs> but like that wasn't just what drew me to him it was like his character his yeah. kind heart how like giving he was to people around him and he stayed true to himself yeah. and just even like as the months went on like I knew he was the one for me but what was so nice to hear was how sure he was of me yeah. and honestly like you can imagine him like as someone who's from a brown community being with someone that's afro-caribbean is like a massive move yeah especially because the community can be pretty judgmental pretty Mm. close-minded but I thought to myself like I want to follow my heart here yeah yeah so so you were how long were you dating for before you became official oh (laughs) (laughs) So um, we knew pretty soon, hon. I think it was a month, like. Oh, wow. You know, hon, we just knew, we just knew, like, even the way we were speaking, we were talking about, like, having a future together and and being together. He spoke about marriage a lot. And, like, I spoke about being, you know, a mom and, like, and just long-term stuff. So I remember one day I was like, you know what, like, I I just want to know where I stand. Mm. Um, Because, again, I I deserve to know. I I love that. I love that. It's, like, straight to the point. Yes. Like, I'm not here to play games. It's, I know where I stand with you. Like, yeah. I think that's one. Like, I know where I stand with you. And I think to myself, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and ask him. So I was like, so, you know, like, are we... <laughs> Is this going to be official? Yeah. And he was taken back. And he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, like, I guess. Like, yeah, we're like... We're oh, wow. Okay. So he, he didn't give it a second thought. He was like, well, I kind of thought that was the thing here. <laughs> yeah so he was he was sure but then I think it was like I thought to myself I just want to know where I stand yeah and you know I think more women need to be doing that like absolutely know your place ask know your place and just yeah like I want you to be sure of me and it was just so nice that he was sure of me and I was sure of him so honestly hon like 
it was the best thing best thing I've ever had. Oh good good so you know when you did make it official as soon as you made it official did you have any thoughts that came into your head what were the first thoughts that came into your head? Um so I think again I'm like being a part of a bank yeah it's again it was it wasn't just going to be a struggle for me it was going to be a struggle for him he was going to be judged he was going to be just a lot of stereotypes being held against him and just for myself as well and like you know brown women especially are are taught taught to be submissive they're taught to be soft and to stay in their own lanes whereas like I've done I did a pretty bold move and I think what I was worried about was it was going to be a pretty tough journey because you know not only am I with someone of a different colour I'm also of someone of a different religion too Absolutely. and I think being Hindu made it easier because there's a little bit like I can religiously be with someone that yeah. is of a different religion mm-hmm. so it wasn't too bad there but I think it was the cultural differences him being black but I remember sitting down with him and I said to him look it's not going to be an easy ride it's going to be it's going to be testing yeah. you know like but are you willing to fight for this? And he he never looked so sure. He was like, you know, I'm willing to fight for this. I'm willing to, you know, um, give it all that I have. And I was like, oh. That's so good. That's what you need. That's the first hurdle, isn't it? As long as you both know that you're on the same page, then you can fight the world and you can like defend yourself against everybody. Just as long as you both are one unit and everyone will then perceive you that way. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it'll make things so much easier. And I'm sure that helped with the transition of like telling your parents. So let's go on to that because telling (laughs) telling your parents is always the scary part always even if you you are dating someone who is Asian and who is from the same religion it's still scary so I can only imagine what it was like for you and Denzel because you know he wasn't Hindu he wasn't Asian he wasn't Bengali he wasn't from India like and I don't know in your family does a caste system matter um not necessarily the caste system because I never grew up even hearing a cast being mentioned yeah but from in my family I'm gonna keep it honest with you hun, they're very traditional like yeah you know, a lot of the people in my family did end up having arranged marriages so I was someone who you know I didn't not even intentionally I never intentionally wanted to break it but as I was growing up I said to myself look I want to follow my heart because I'm not trying I'm not trying to be mean but when you look at the relationships that the older generation have and the sort of love that they hold it's not the sort of love that I want like I want a compassionate love I want to be with someone who tells me that he loves me who gives me hugs who isn't ashamed to show his compassion aside you know you don't see that with a lot of Asian couples and a lot of the older Asian couples do you think it's the culture do you think it's the culture like they feel like they need to show sharam or they need to kind of not show that they actually love each other (laughs) to put it that way oh my god like now it's kind of become easier because I think my family's gotten used to you know even me and Dan's holding hands or Dan's might put his arm around me and like I might just put my head on his shoulder they've gotten used to it they've warmed up to it I think the reason being is because I think no one's actually done it but also it's like frowned upon which it shouldn't be I I've noticed that too it is frowned upon and it's not I'm not talking about pre-marriage I'm talking about post-marriage where you know you're Mm. sat in a gathering or even if you're just kind of like walking down the street I think it's becoming more normalized now but as growing up I could see that even between my parents they wouldn't really want to show like public displays of affection so I guess you know my dad might have held my mom's hand when we went to the cinema Mm. um Mm. and kind of like done things like that but in terms of like actually 
actually putting his yeah pu- pu- putting like his arm around her like when they're walking or or just kind of like even looking at each other sometimes was just seen as oh no we, we shouldn't do that and I think I don't know whether it's to do with respect or to do with having shame and like you said the whole idea of it being frowned upon is quite you know ingrained into the Asian culture so obviously Denzel isn't from the Asian culture so the dynamics of your relationship is going to be very different very different and it was just nice to know that being compassionate and just being openly affectionate was something that was so much more open in his culture and I just think it's something that comes natural to people that were born in this country anyway but I think when it comes to the brown community showing that to the older generation can be quite it can be just awkward because they're not used to it they're not used to seeing that in front of them as well awkward is such a good word to use it is very awkward because you'll get the odd stare like oh they're holding hands or oh they're they're like they're teasing each other even teasing each other and flirting with one another can be seen as oh you shouldn't be doing that in front of other people that's like private (laughs) honestly home like as someone that's come from a very intimate like even the community and the area that I live in it's predominantly brown Asian people yeah and you know even walking around holding Denz's hand like first of all he's like six foot four black so (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And then, you know, us both holding hands, you know, you can see these aunties just stood there, you know, rolling their eyes. And I'm thinking to myself, your husband don't even hug you. Like, (laughs) come on. the judging like I bet he does I bet he's never even told you he loves you like like oh. unfortunately like in this Asian like culture especially the older generation they have this tendency of sitting around and gossiping and, yeah. and rolling eyes and just talking rubbish about people and honestly not to say there isn't such beauty there's so much beauty to the Asian culture too like I love I love how together people are like how unified people are too yeah. but I think there's also so many things that people need to work on and I think one of the things is just mind your own business and also just have pure intentions for people and I think that was the main thing that that drove me like just keeping this relationship like maintaining this relationship was just to follow my heart because I yeah. think you know the pure faith in the universe that I had the greatest intentions I loved dense to pieces and I knew that I was bringing an asset to my family of a son-in-law that's just that's going to be so so loving to the rest of my family as well yeah, and there's yeah. nothing wrong and if my family weren't going to accept that and they were going to be close-minded and they weren't going to budge then that's their problem does that make sense that, abs- that absolutely makes sense and I think you know when you were talking about the community and talking about the you know the interfering aunties or the judging aunties obviously all that played a part in your mind and you really thought about that and so I want to move on to you telling your parents because mm-hmm. how did the transition start how did you slowly start to let them know it's taking me back to those memories yeah <laughs> <laughs> well first of all like I knew Den's was the one and I was someone who if I'm going to be in a relationship with you I'm not here to mess around like I'm here because I want to be serious with you I see a long-term thing with you and if you don't see a long-term thing with me then just don't waste my time and luckily me and Denzel on the same page we established that we saw a future with each other and stuff Mm -hmm. and and then I think it was a couple months down the line I thought to myself like I want to be transparent and open about Denz I hate him being a secret and you probably know him just being a brown couple in general is so secretive in our yeah, community absolutely. And, and I think we met in October came to around February I thought to myself like 
okay, if I'm going to tell someone, I'm going to tell my dad. And to people that might sound, sound like, you are just causing yourself a death trap. Yeah, <laughs> and also, you know, that's interesting <laughs> because a lot of a lot of Asian girls would probably tell their mum and they'd be too scared mm-hmm. to tell their dad. So that's an interesting dynamic that you felt to tell your dad first rather than your mum. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because, honestly, I'm, like, I'm so thankful to have my dad because he was born here. So that yeah. also helped him. He was quite open-minded. But my dad really isn't judgmental like he really judges people on their characters hence why like I remember I was nervous I couldn't even like sit in front of my dad and tell him because not only was I telling him you know I've got a boyfriend because you know that can be a scared dad as well just your daughter in front of you telling you you've got a boyfriend but also that is African Caribbean so I remember sitting in front of not even sitting in front of my dad I remember sitting on my phone like okay you know what I'm gonna send my dad a message and I remember like sending my dad a message dad I've got something to tell you and I went look I know it's gonna be a big shock to you but I just need you to be open-minded and and yeah so I remember telling him that I do I am with someone that I see myself having a long-term um, future with and yeah. he's African Caribbean oh, okay. but I want you to keep an open mind please and you can only imagine at first like he was really taken back and really shocked and he was like I, really don't, like I really don't know how to take this and I tried to calm my dad down I was like dad just think of it this way like do you not want to know that you know that your daughter is in the, is in the hands of someone that truly loves her because everyone's time is going to come to an end at some point Absolutely. like when it does and like hopefully it doesn't happen but it's only natural but when it does do you not want to know that you've left knowing your daughter is well taken care of by someone who truly loves her and she truly loves him and he goes you know what that's right like I see where you're coming from and that's when my dad just calmed down a little bit and he goes look the worry's not with me like the worry's more with your mum and your grandma because they're a lot more traditional like they're not they've not even heard of such a thing like can I just acknowledge can I just acknowledge how amazing your dad is like Sunita honestly how he handled that and how he went you know he obviously had his first set of thoughts but then when you explained it to him and he used logic he just completely transformed his way of thinking and it just shows how much he loved you and how much he he respected you for being honest with him and I think that's something that's incredible and what I like to think it's slowly being normalized in British Asian families because that is a massive step to take and I know a lot of people think you know why is it a massive step you know the fact that Denzel is Afro-Caribbean the fact that Sunita's got a boyfriend shouldn't be a big thing but unfortunately it is and like how he handled it was incredible and I just want to acknowledge that (laughs) so yeah moving up moving on to the fact that he was more concerned about your grandmother and mother knowing so tell us about that yeah so because my grandma and my mum they were a lot more traditional like they were born from back home which was um India and Bangladesh like they're like they're very strongly very traditional yeah so for them they'll find so hard to comprehend because they don't have anyone in the community that they can relate to in that sense you do see and it is true you do see more Asian and white but you don't see Asian and black why do you think that is why do you think that is I have no I to be honest can I keep it real with you yeah I know a lot of Asian girls brown girls they love black guys they oh, do yeah. I'm yeah. out there yeah. they love black but the reason why they don't take things forward is because there's such a stereotype held in brown families of black people which 
which yeah. needs to be tackled to be honest and yeah. like at the end of the day like I if there's so many cultural issues and cultural barriers um they need to open their eyes but also the women need the opportunities to open their eyes does that make sense yeah absolutely like like they don't have the opportunities to open their eyes. They're very much ingrained in that in that group anti-mentality. And once they step out of that, for example, my mom, who's very accepting now, yeah. realized she was in the wrong of holding those views. But yeah. I think, you know, it's because they don't see people doing the same. They don't see a lot of brown and black couples being together. And, and you know, like my mom said, you know, because for example, like where I grew up, you don't see it a lot. So for mm. my mom, she couldn't normalize it. She yeah. And also for her, it was, you know, the cultural difference differences like how am I going to yeah so so how did she initially react what was her initial reaction when you told her well to be honest she she was not the most happiest and yeah. I'll be honest like she wasn't expecting and I knew it I knew it was something that I prepared myself for like she wasn't she wasn't going to be accepting of it and I remember saying to her well you know what if you're not going to be accepting of it I'm still going to go forward with it because yeah. I've done nothing wrong here I followed my heart and did she and say yeah, why did she say why she wasn't accepting of it like what were her reasons yeah so she was like she's like I want like you know like I want them to be brown I want them to be Hindu I want them you know I feel like I've got more similarities like they'll be able to understand me more and mm. understand the families and you know what are, and also the, the typical line what are, what are people what are people gonna think and yeah, that's I, gehenge, yeah that's that's the yeah. most annoying thing to hear oh yes yes that's true manushki <laughs> Well, yeah it's true yeah as in as in oh what are people gonna say and that's when I just took a step back and I said mom I'm sorry but I've seen so many marriages in the bricks because people cared so much about what other people thought yeah I know this woman who where she got into an arranged marriage and they neglected her and they kind of kept her at home barely interacting with her but it was acceptable for them to to be together because they were of the same culture yeah. I've seen I've seen situations where two people haven't even they couldn't even be together because families were so bogged up on this honor you know what will yeah, people think yeah. and I knew that my intentions were pure so I just kept fighting and I kept fighting with mom and I tried to bring her around and I don't blame my mom because that's all she knows do you get what I mean yeah. like her heart is pure but she also needs to recognize that just because you do have these views but you need to realize it's wrong you can't you can't keep passing these views on to the next generation and then the next generation and you have to understand that our generation is different and there's yeah. nothing wrong with people mixing to be honest tell us a little bit about okay so obviously your mum reacted the way she did and then what happened after that did she meet Denzel after that did your parents meet Denzel what was the transition okay so um this is where the world likes to test me and Denzel yeah but we all name it with a lot of strength so um I'm just going to rewind whilst I was telling my mom I was also going through hardships with fertility yeah and I was diagnosed with a condition called endometriosis and for people out there that have it like my heart goes out to you because it's a horrible thing to have mm-hmm. um I was told that there was a possibility that I could never have children yeah and yeah it was just awful and I was just going through a phase I'd, I'd wake up in agonizing pelvic pains I was questioning my sense of worth less dense he was with me every single step of the way like he'd make a water bottle for me he'd try and console me and I remember like I just got to a point I was like you know what I see myself you know being married to him I see myself like carrying his children and and I just told my mom was a relationship with him and and then I remember at one point like I left my job 
and moved back home. So what, what were you working as? So I was um, a diagnostic radiographer. Okay. So, um, and you, medical- you moved back home. So as in like, where were you based and where were you uh, originally from? So I was in Huddersfield. So that's where my family are. And I was based in Liverpool for my job. Right. And so I moved back home because I just wasn't happy in my job. Like yeah. I wanted to do follow my heart and I just wasn't happy so so I left my job and I moved back um it was hard but then me and dad maintained a long distance relationship and um and then he surprised me for a holiday to Iceland and and then um, I remember coming back and then I remember coming back and all the COVID stuff happened and um and then yeah I was at home and I try and battle with like the news of infertility and everything else as well and then one day I just started getting symptoms and I was like oh my god like wait 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 wait. hold up hold up you started getting (laughs) symptoms what kind of symptoms so I was in like morning sickness like oh my god like sweats and I thought to myself oh my god like I'm a pregnant I'm a pregnant and, and it, obviously the doctors had said that you know this is going to affect your 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 illness will affect your fertility and you never yeah. thought you could have children and now mm-hmm. you're getting all these symptoms and you're questioning thinking oh my god I'm a pregnant yep and oh my god like um heart was racing because at the same time like I was like okay if I am this is a miracle yeah um but if I am oh my god like wow yeah <laughs> doing everything that a brown girl should not be doing yeah like, you, you first off you, you're dating someone who's not Asian um, and second off well you're potentially pregnant now and Oh my God, your brain must have been circling with all these different types of emotions and your mind, everything just would have been everywhere. So what what happened? How did you find out? What did you do? Did you tell Denzel? How did it all work out? So what happened was I went the next day and I got myself a test and oh my God, you best believe my heart was racing. I was like, oh my God, I wonder what it's going to be. I wonder what it's going to be. And I remember telling Dens and um, at the time he was also going through difficulties. Like he was fighting a racial discrimination case at work at the time, which he won at the end. That's amazing. him but I remember telling him and he was like look and I'll be with you every step of the way like if it is I couldn't have chosen a better woman to be the mother of my child and I was like oh my god like stop so I remember getting the test and my heart was just racing and then I found out I was positive and I just bursted into tears like the initial reaction I just cried because I was like oh my god I couldn't even I didn't even first of all it was unexpected because okay I'm not ashamed to admit it, but we didn't plan. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that because I'm going to stay authentic and true to my story. I am proud of every bit of my story. Like, it wasn't planned. So it, like, it was a bit of more of a shock at the same time. It was like, I was just taken back because I was just like, oh my God, I'm a, like... You're going to be a, a mom. You're going to be a mom. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, just such a miracle to me. Like, I didn't even think I could be a mom. And yeah. I just was crying and tearing. And um, my friends were like, honestly, Sunita, like, we're so happy for you. But then at the same time, the actual realization happened that, like, wait a minute, I'm pregnant before marriage. I'm with someone that my mom, like, 
isn't accepting at the time like what am I going to do and I just remember like speaking to Dens and we were both just going to fight for it and fight through it so yeah like I remember like at the time I was at home I was out of a job um I was pregnant I was in a long relationship and you were fighting this illness you were doing all these things you had so much to carry and then on top of that one of the other burdens is telling your parents yep and so I remember at the time I was looking for a job but I thought to myself look like I need to be able to stand on my own two feet because I just need to make sure that I'm not being a burden to anyone does that yeah. make sense yeah. like I remember because I know how selfless my dad is on like if I told him he automatically would have been like oh wait just let me look after you like let me you know help you and let me let me just take care of you and I I didn't want that because my dad's done so much and at the same time like Dens as well like was fighting a discrimination case at work he was out of work so I kind of took the step to just look for a job myself and I wanted to do that like I wanted to do that you wanted to be independent as well yeah yeah 100% and I remember like you know looking and looking and I was so close to um, securing a job and then I was so close to signing the contracts and then I realized that I had COVID. Oh my god so let's just break this down. Mm -hmm. You were battling this illness, you Mm -hmm. were pregnant you hadn't told your parents you were out of a job you were looking for a job and then you get covid wow wow you are incredible (laughs) sunita i don't i don't know many people to take on that much and come out the way you have so just i just want to say well done that's just amazing even just think about it yeah i can tell you're welling up and babes that's okay because it's not easy it's not easy not, I, I don't know many people to have gone through all you have like consecutively and I'm sure in your head you were just thinking oh my god it's just spiraling out of control how am I going to handle it all and telling your parents is another thing that you it's another stress that you just didn't need I can only sympathize oh and it was hard like yeah, it yeah. was going back to square one like I was so close to signing a contract and I had to yeah. go back into my room, isolate for two weeks whilst being pregnant, not having anyone around me because my family didn't know. Dens was in like all the way in Liverpool. Yeah. Um, COVID made it harder for us guys to see each other. Also, I was isolating, so I couldn't see anyone. So it just felt like I was at such a low at that time. And like, it just felt like I had to start from scratch. I had to start from the beginning, but I had to just keep fighting. I was like, look, like yeah. my intentions appear here. Like I just had to trust the universe. Like I had to trust the universe and believe, look, like this is here to make me stronger. Like, I just have to trust the journey and so like I isolated myself but whilst doing so I remember just looking for jobs and looking for jobs and eventually I got one in Southampton which was 200 miles away wow that's really far I know but I thought you know what I just have to make that move and and in my head I had a plan it was like I'm gonna go to Southampton I'm gonna um, get myself in more of a secure situation and and more of a secure place and then and then when I come and tell my dad he he'll feel better because he knows that I'm in a more secure situation yeah yeah and and then I won't feel like I'm as as much of a burden on him do you get what I mean like and I know I shouldn't 
feel like that but I didn't want to put so much yeah I've noticed you have mentioned that a lot you've mentioned repetitively that you don't want to feel like a burden and and that's sad that you feel that way it's sad that you know because I know it's not and it's not even like my dad making me feel like I'm a burden it's like I don't want to pile so much on top of him because my dad is so selfless like he always puts people above him he always puts people in front of him and and I just didn't want to put that on him and you know like so I just remember like securing something and going down to Southampton and then like going out there and working and like me and Dan's making it possible with the long distance relationship that's amazing so where was he based so you were based in Southampton where was he based he was based in Liverpool and that's quite a distance (laughs) I know but he used to always drop me off like he made sure I was carrying my suitcase like he'd always drop me off I'd always get emotional I'd say bye to him and such a gentleman I know a lot of people can learn from him (laughs) and um and I got to a point where I was like look okay I need to tell my family I was how many months pregnant were you I was like Four months. Oh wow! Okay, okay. So Four you know, you probably you're probably you're probably starting to show a little. So yeah. yeah I so like, I need to tell them. I don't like this being a secret, and and you know, like I just want to be open. I want to be honest. So yeah. I remember coming back, and I just told myself, "Look, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it." Um, and thankfully, I had such supportive friends and my siblings as well. They were so supportive, and oh, good. um, and his family too. Like, they were, I just, I just needed that. Okay, um, let's start off. Let's start off with talking about Denz's parents' reaction, and then we'll get onto your parents. So, what was their their reaction when he told them? Um, so, so to be honest, I think with his parents also it came to a bit of a shock because we had so much going on at the time and for them it was they were just a little bit worried like you know they were worried for me as well like we haven't even met your family yet we haven't even spoken to them and you know like I can only imagine they feel like they're getting thrown into the deep end you know of course yeah their son's you know made me pregnant yeah like, it's like oh my god and they're not <laughs> what's gonna happen there's double whammy <laughs> yeah, and, um, yeah but they were honestly still so supportive and so loving and they were there they were there for both of us too and that helped so much so you told um, Denz's parents first yeah so we told Denz's parents and and yeah and I think their only concern was the fact that like my family didn't know yeah and and they also didn't want to have like they didn't want their side to have a bad impression but they still were accepting of which course. I understand yeah which I understand that's very honest. thoughtful of them very considerate of them I know and this, honestly there's such he has such a loving family yeah like, such a loving family home. so it was good it's um, good that you know Denz's parents were on board and they were supportive so I guess relieved a, a little bit of the stress and tension that you both had and made it mm-hmm. easier to kind of speak to your parents about it all yeah and to be honest I think I think for me it was going to be hard regardless I think no matter how many people I was going to have there to support me telling them initially was going to be hard but I think what what made me stand so firm and stand so strong was I had the definition of a man next to me yeah who was willing to you know step up and be the man that he like he knew he could be with for me so he he knew he could he had the potential to step up he stepped up even whilst carrying the weight of the world on him whilst fighting a discrimination case at work you know like he supported me through the hardest times yeah. and, and knowing that the father of my child was going to be a man like him was what 
made me so strong yeah. in telling my family because I knew the decision I was making was so right yeah you were um, both incredibly strong both of you were, had so many other things going on in your life but yet you mm-hmm. still stayed true to, to each other and you know you still battled through it so I'm so inspired I can't I can't say that enough I'm just I admire both of you and admire the maturity and how decisive you both were and how you both made it work it's just incredible and rare in this day and age uh, to be Um, someone of both you know your ages and yet tackle something so you know head on and so decisively maturely um so yeah let's talk about you being back in Huddersfield you know you've Mm -hmm. you're about to tell your dad and how did that Mm -hmm. happen so I remember the first person I wanted to tell was my mum because the new her reaction was going to be right okay and people thought it was weird because they were like wait a minute like are you not more afraid of telling your mom and the truth is when like I knew my mom's reaction was going to be close-minded anyway right, so okay. for me as harsh as it sounds I didn't care as much as I cared about the opinion of my dad and what my dad was going to say because I knew the opinion of my dad was going to come from a wholehearted and genuine place and I'm not going to lie hon did it hurt seeing my mum being hurt when she heard that I was pregnant um of course it did but then at the same time I knew that I had good intentions and that's what I just held on to so when I told my mum again she initially wasn't happy but what did she she say she was like, like, why did you do that? And I said, look, mom, like, again, it was unexpected. But at the same time, it's a miracle. Why are you not seeing this as a good news? And and I said to her, look, I was open and honest with me and Denzel. You just chose not to accept it and listen. Mm. And I followed my heart here. And and like, was she was, was she like, crying? Like, how, how was it? Because I yeah, know, like, she, yeah, because it, it would have been a very for them. It's like, oh, my God what has she done she's dishonored the family you broke a heart basically in her eyes in her eyes I mean yeah yeah. 100% like and again it was one of the understandably home like I completely understand why she was hurt like that but for me again it's about other people what are other people gonna say what are other people gonna think and I'm sorry but I'm not living my life according to what other people think and say if my intentions are pure I'm gonna follow my heart and that's the end of it and for me like my intentions were pure I prayed to be able to be a mom I prayed to be able to be a you know to be able to be with a man like Denzel who's full of so much love and have a supportive family yeah and have a supportive family and and I've done nothing wrong in that sense no you haven't and just yeah chick and even like religiously like I think what was just nice to know was I follow you like universal spirituality so spirituality that applies to everyone regardless of religion and race so um but being Hindu um it made it not easier but it made it easier for me to explain to my mom what I did was not sinful because um, yeah because in Hinduism again it's all about intentions so if your intentions were pure and full of love and you had the right intentions to to your actions then what you've done is there's nothing wrong with it yeah and so how did you explain that to your mom so I said to my mom that, look, um, you know, I know religiously you're going to say, oh, what I've done is wrong, but it really, I really haven't. Um, religiously, according to Hinduism, you can, you can have a child outside of marriage because there's people that have children inside marriage and they have toxic relationships and they don't even look after their child properly and they don't even love each other properly. So mm. the, the word marriage shouldn't, shouldn't 
define the strongness of a relationship so so mm. I explained that to my mom and again marriage is something important in Hinduism but it's not something that will that will be used to judge your character against does that make sense yeah. it's more did, of your intentions yeah definitely and did she mellow down after that like a little bit yeah and she mellowed down and she goes okay like you know like at the end of the day now we have we have another person that's going to be joining the family like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna have to accept this and she kept an open mind and you know what like I'm grateful and thankful to have a mum like her as well because even while she was hurting she was saying to me look just make sure you're happy like I just want you to that's amazing and also Um, we've got to take into consideration that you know your mum wasn't brought up in this country so you know her her mindset and the way she sees the world would have been very different to your dad's and yet she Mm -hmm. was able to still overcome that and support you in this journey and it's amazing to see that even when you told her there and then she just wanted you to be happy and I think that's the root of everything like I think our parents at the end of the day no matter how disappointed they are with our decisions they just want us to be happy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree I think they want us to be happy I'd say again there it was a hard journey because yeah. fundamentally there was a lot of the honor stuff and what will people think say it was yeah, hard yeah it was I overcame it and my family overcame it because they ultimately wanted to see me happy yeah. like it came from me telling my dad and just before that just out of curiosity did I don't know if this was the case but did your mum perhaps want you and Denzel to get married now that you were having a baby was that do they want to hurry that thing along yeah. Yeah, so what happened was um, my family again wanted me and Denzel to get married um, because we were going to have a baby. But to be honest, me and Denzel, we already knew that we wanted to get married and we wanted yeah. to be with each other. So it was just something that was fast forwarded. Right, um, okay. And so we fast forwarded it, we got married. And honestly, hon, like I loved it because it was just so intimate. Yeah. Like I just remember Denzel's face sitting there just looking at me in awe and I was just taking him in and Aww. it was just so beautiful and intimate and yeah. I wouldn't have had any other way and so before and that even- before that you you obviously told your mom and then she wanted you guys to get married um, and hurry things along after she found out so then the next step was to tell your dad yeah so I remember after telling my mom I was I still had it on me that okay I have to tell my dad now and that's when the nerves really kicked in yeah. and I was like, really nervous like and I wasn't sure how my dad was going to take it I remember sitting there like oh god like how is he gonna how is he gonna take it and I remember just going upstairs in my room and my dad came in and I think my mum mentioned it to my dad that I was pregnant and he just sat in silence and I was just sat there and I was like oh my god and I was like just holding it in um it's okay to well it babes it's okay it's it's a complete I mean you've been through so much and you know that was one of the hardest things you had to do in your life and it's completely understandable as to why you're so you know still so emotional about it because it's not something you'll ever forget yeah and I think it's just because like it was such a strong and special moment because yeah I remember sitting on my bed and I was like oh my god like what's my dad gonna say what's my dad gonna say and I just remember getting a knock on my door and he opened the door and he just held me and we both just started crying oh oh that's amazing it's amazing it's the fact that he he knew and I'm sure the first thought in his head wasn't 
what has she done it was like oh my god my baby girl like I wasn't I I wish I was there because it seems like him giving you a hug that's all he wanted to be he wanted to just be there for you and that's what he said like he held me and he goes look you should have told me he was like you know like I don't have a close friend you know that you know what I'm like like I hate the fact you went through that by yourself and yeah I remember like saying to my dad I was like that is because I know how selfless you are like I know that like you would have tried to take on everything to take that pressure off me and I don't want that on you like I want you to you know sometimes be stress-free and you know like think about yourself and he goes no he goes other dad like I'm hurting because of this and he goes this is good news the fact that you're having a baby is good news and I'm so proud and I'm so proud to have dense as you know to be your man to be the person that I give my daughter to and he goes I've been with someone that's there and and just yet honestly like I was just so relieved and just wiped my tears and he was like honestly this is good news and I'm gonna give Denzel a call later on and and you've got my full support and that just made me breathe like honestly I just felt so much better yeah it's like all those months of stress and tension was just uplifted and you just all the bricks had been smashed and you felt relieved yes honestly you just felt like such a relief and I think Denzel bless him he was in the background preparing for his death because oh <laughs> bless him is that my dad? your dad's gonna kill me Sunita but he was thinking that <laughs> he was like oh my god I'm gonna and uh, like he prepared a speech to say to my dad he was like right he, was he prepared like, a speech oh my god he sounds amazing Sunita bless him I know, I know so then when he got a call from my dad he was like so taken back because like, my dad was like honestly I've heard and congratulations and the fact Den's just like got a congratulations he was like wow I was gonna get killed but you know both your parents are amazing your mom found out and then at the end of it she was like I just want you to be happy and your dad found out he hugged you he was there for you and then he picked up the phone and congratulated Denzel like wow your parents are amazing I'm honestly so proud of them and I'm so proud of you and Denzel and how you dealt with the whole situation oh that's amazing so then after that let's fast forward so the wedding so after that, you, the parents were going to meet and how did it all work out? So um, we had um, a little Hindu ceremony in my hometown. Yeah. And, and then we had a registration, like a registry wedding. And it was just so sweet and intimate. I think it was perfect because it wasn't overwhelming for both families to meet then as well. Yeah. And I just remember like my dad and Denzel's dad really got on my mum was a bit shy because she was like oh I don't know how to speak fluent English but they were yeah. really accepting with it and like she slowly came out of her shell and oh, even during the wedding like you know I think she really well she really loved Denzel's family because she got her phone out and started like video calling people from back home and like his oh. sister and she was like oh look there they are and they were speaking to her and my mum just she was happy and I I think she got to a point when she, she came up to me and she goes look you know what I was quick to judge and I was wrong for that and you know like I hope they they can forgive me for that oh. and you know and I went mum like you've done like in that sense you haven't done anything wrong because it's all you knew yeah but the fact that you had this approach like it means a lot to us and Denzel's family oh, so amazing and, 
I know, hon. And just because of COVID, it's just been a shame because we haven't been, like, the families haven't had the chance to meet properly, but they'll call each other. Just oh. having Arby now, my beautiful little baby girl. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just to kind of rewind a little bit, because it's an intercultural marriage and it's an interfaith marriage. Um, so you're Hindu. What's what's Denzel's beliefs? Um, he's Christian. He's Christian. Okay, so it was Hindu, Christian, someone from Sierra Leone, someone from India. And it's just amazing how you've you've come together and you've overcome all this hardship together. And now the wedding takes place. So what was the Hindu ceremony like for Denzel? Did you have to talk him through it? Did he enjoy it? What was that like? He was so good, huh? Like, <laughs> like Indian soup. And my grandma was like, you know what, Denzel? You look like Lord Shiva. And oh, wow. <laughs> Like, you know, like, oh, that is such a big compliment. He was like, I feel good. And <laughs> it was just such a nice atmosphere for him. But I thought to myself, like, you're so brave at the same time yeah. to be so accepting of it. And just, um, he took it all in. Like, he was a natural, like, man, like, he wasn't judgmental. He was open-minded. And I think that was the most, the biggest thing was keeping an open mind to my culture yeah. and me keeping an open mind to his culture. Mm-hmm. Like, no way is right. Absolutely. you know my way isn't right and his way isn't isn't right like they're both right in their own ways and I'm sure you're and going to bring Aria up in that way too 100 yeah. like universal religion like I'd say universal spirituality where yeah. she can take parts of Christianity and she can take parts of Hinduism and she has the choice to make to decide you know what what's right for me yeah. and I will never inflict anything on her to say this is right and this is wrong so it's just it's just nice that we both keep such a big and um a big open mind on it yeah definitely and then you had the big I I saw the big lovely white wedding dress you know you went and got the registration done and I saw the pictures of you with with both of you together it must have been an amazing day it was so nice and honestly like when you're with the right person don't overthink marriage I think people get so scared of the title marriage if you've gone through thick and thin with this person, you love this person, the title marriage shouldn't mean anything. It shouldn't change anything. So honestly, hon, like, it's just, it's just been so lovely. Yeah. And Sunita, just to kind of give some advice to people who are in your situation or people who have been, who have gone through what you've gone through or are going through what you're going through, what advice would you give to them? My advice would be always follow your heart yeah like honestly regardless of anything always follow your heart if you if your intentions are pure if you know that you you know you love this person and this person loves you through thick and thin just follow your heart because you don't want to live a life that you that reflects the visions of someone else and yeah. you don't want to don't want to live a life that reflects the visions of a community rather than your individual self yeah. and making these honestly making the decision to follow your heart is the best decision in the entire world because I think we need it more in our community where people do follow their hearts more and and don't be afraid either. I know I know it can be daunting, I know it can be hard, but also challenge the views of the elder people in your family. Yeah. Because I've seen people who who just put elder people on a hierarchy and they're scared to question their beliefs. Yeah. And and I think people should be 
people should be open-minded enough and non-egoistic enough to know that they're also going to make mistakes no matter how old you are and you know what relation you have to someone whether whether that's your son whether that's your daughter or whether that's your dad like dads and mums and elder like the elder generation can make mistakes Thanks, too. yeah in their beliefs and I feel like they should also be checked on that as well yeah um, definitely I like I, I said this I said this in one of my posts on it on Instagram where parents aren't given a pamphlet or a leaflet like they're not they're not taught how to be parents so they are learning along the way as well so they're not always going to make the the best decisions like your parents sometimes didn't always handle things in the most appropriate way and you're probably not going to do that with Aria but you're going to try your best and it's all about trying your best and I think like you said I echo that elders aren't always right and you know to some extent um I think we've briefly touched upon this before but they kind of need to humble themselves a little bit because they can be wrong too and it's it's one of those things where just accepting when you're wrong taking responsibility for your actions which to, to, to an amazement you're mum has really done and like I'm just so amazed and admire I admire your family and you and it's just amazing how it's all panned out but yeah I do definitely agree that elderly people in our community are not always correct yes so don't be afraid to challenge their beliefs sometimes and don't feel guilty for ever following your heart trust me it's worth it like I'm sitting here loving every part of my life I've got such a beautiful hearted husband and such a beautiful daughter and I'm a part of such a beautiful family and I've come from such a beautiful family and I don't regret anything and I think having a family that were accepting made it easier but had they not been I would have still followed my heart and I knew that and I felt that I was prepared for it and just unite more don't divide like yeah we're a generation we're here to unite people more yeah um Dividing's happened to it dividing happened too often in our history. It's too often in our history. Yeah. We need to stop dividing. We need to start uniting. Stop blaming. Stop. Just stop. Just stop with the judgment. Just stop dividing people. Just be become more unified and just yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode, Sunita. I honestly admire you and Denzel and your family so much and you've been absolutely incredible and articulate in talking about your experience and what you went through and it takes this truly confident and self-assured person to do that so just thank you so much thanks for having me on like thank you for having this platform to even spread awareness check because we need this we need this as like just brown people in general and being british asian so honestly on like thank you for having me on the platform oh and thank you for being part of the movement and setting an example and i'm sure a lot of people listening in whether they're in similar situations or are thinking about dating someone from a different culture will think about what you've said today and think about your experiences it's worth it it's It's worth worth it it. (laughs) wow well I don't know about you guys but I was certainly welling up at the end of that conversation I hope you found Sunita and Denzel's story inspiring and empowering and I hope it's given you something to think about in your own personal struggles. If any of you are going through the same thing or have been through the same thing, I would love to hear from you. All the content in this podcast is based on personal thought and opinions. 
We do not wish to offend anyone, but instead offer an insight into our own personal experiences. However, if for any reason you do want to contact me, please do not hesitate to message Bams with Shaz on Instagram. See you next time.